0: So if you want to come join, head over to com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Work Life Harmony. I'm excited for you all to meet our guest today, Teresa. She is definitely a, a kindred spirit in terms of The importance of asking for help uh, and really working towards having that work life harmony. So, if you are someone that struggles with asking for help, I really, really want you to pay attention to today's episode. Welcome to the Work Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Summerl. I'm the creator of the Top Program and Top Planner, teaching all things time management, organization, and productivity for women. I'm also a mom and wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Guess what? You don't have to feel constantly overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. There is another way. When you have the right systems and tools to plan and manage your time, you can live a life of harmony. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time, planning, and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. If you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed, this is the show for you. And if you're new here, I'd love to get you started with my work-life harmony assessment. All you have to do is DM me on Instagram at Megan with the word harmony, and my team will send it right over. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. I have a new guest for you today that I'm really excited for you to to meet. Her name is Teresa Rand. I'm going to have her introduce herself here in a moment. Uh, But anytime I have the opportunity to meet another woman that is as passionate as I am about helping people truly live a life that is work-life harmony, that isn't about hustle culture that isn't about stay up late, get up early, run, 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 sacrifice yourself for everybody else. Um, I know that she is my people. So welcome to the show, Teresa. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell everybody about you. Thank you
1: so much, Megan. I am thrilled to be here. I am coming from Daytona Beach, where it's not so sunny today. It's a little rainy and dreary, but no complaints because we still don't need a coat. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. That's why we live here but I spent 30 years in corporate America and then left and started my own gig five years ago which involves some consulting. I use a lot of personality assessments to go into companies and help them communicate better. Uh, The whole 30 years I was in corporate America and you can probably relate, communication's always an issue and it still is. How we talk to each other, how we come across all of those things. And then I also run a women's community, which is what we have in common uh, among other things that's called the boss lady community. I have a podcast, it's a membership, we do virtual, we do a big corporate retreat that's
0: every year in September. So lots of fun things going on. Awesome. Awesome. And I, a little sidebar before we start check, tech, or talking here, work life harmony. Um, I, I geek out on all those personality assessments. And I know you oh, are an good. expert in yeah. the disk model, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's one. Um, so I would I say use. For those of you that, you know, if you're in a work environment and your team has never gone through an assessment like that. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, so definitely uh, keep your ear out for things related to that because it can it can really completely transform teams and how they how they work together for sure. Well said. I could not have said it
1: better, Megan. I am passionate about, I used them throughout my career in hiring people and developing teams, developing young leaders, and they're incredibly powerful. A hundred percent.
0: So what would you say, thinking back through, you know, your corporate career and maybe even some today, what were some of your biggest challenges as you were juggling, building, you know, this very impressive career along with all the rest of your life (laughs) and how you were able to juggle all of that together without completely burning out? Yeah.
1: Well, there were times I burn out, (laughs) full transparency. I think we all do. We have those moments in time. But just a little background, I raised three children that are fully grown now. I have grandchildren. And I became a single mom shortly after I went to work. Two years, I stayed home for 10 years, then went to work, became a single mom, Uh, went back to college to finish up my degree all at the same time. And the biggest lesson- So you didn't have a lot to try and plan and stay on top of? Not not at all. all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. And the biggest lesson I learned during that time was that it's okay to ask for help.
0: Mm, That's so important. Why do you think women in particular really struggle with that?
1: I I think we struggle with that because we are taught, and this is my opinion, we are socialized to believe that we're supposed to have it all together and that we're the one that is responsible for everybody else's happiness. We're responsible for feeding them, getting them baths, getting them to bed. That is our job. And that's just
0: not true. Mm. Now, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. So I'm kind of throwing a (laughs) curveball at you. Um, What are your thoughts on the saying, you can have it all, just not at the same time? I don't know if you've heard that. That's the latest thing I'm seeing now. So you can have it all,
1: just not at the same time. I have heard that. And. I love that you call it work-life harmony. I've often called it work-life integration. Yes, another great one. And ev- and that's even more important now or more, hopefully, it's better now because so many of us are working remote and that's an option where it wasn't yes. before. So I think this change in post-COVID working environment Although it hurt women going through COVID, I think it can help us long term if we stick to our guns that we can do our job from home or remote. Doesn't have to be nine to five. But I always tell women that and I actually do a keynote talk on this called Superwoman is
0: a myth. So glad you said that.
1: (laughs) She does not exist in real life.
0: Mm.
1: She does not exist on That person you see in Facebook that you think is perfect, you don't get to get under the covers, behind the wall, if you will. And that's the biggest thing we have to remind ourselves. It doesn't exist. Some days things are going to go great at work, not so good at home. Some days they're going to go great at home, not so good at work. So I think the biggest, I'm not sure I'm answering your question, I'm going around in circles, but the biggest thing we can give ourselves is to lower our expectation about what
0: we expect from ourselves. ourselves. Oh, so good. I love that. And yeah, when I was I, that that saying's been in my head a lot lately because I keep seeing it pop up. And at first I was like, yeah, I like that. But then I'm thinking, no, maybe we first we need to analyze that. What does that having it all mean? And maybe we need to lower some of the unrealistic expectation of what that is. Um, you know, something we just went through recently here in my in my home. And by the time you're hearing this, the, the season will have passed, but uh, we're, you know, discussing our holiday decorations. Right. And one of the things that, that I, I do every year is I have this, one of those little light up villages, like, right. you know, those little, right. and it takes a significant time, because I've been collecting this for thirty years to oh, wow. all the boxes yeah. out on the you know the setup and the and and I just started dreading it, and so I sat down with my family and I said, changing it up this year, I'm just i'm t- I'm taking a year off from the village, and they were devastated oh a bit, you know, and I said,' well, I can't, but then here's what happened. They said, Well, we'll do it all. We will do it. So you know, there was a a shift of. Instead of me using my time management skills to find the time to do it, I was like, no, maybe I just don't do it at all. Maybe I lower the expectations of myself and what I can, you know, provide for the Absolutely. holiday Absolutely. And it felt really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as yeah. you have worked with so many women, uh, what do you see as kind of the top mistakes that you are seeing women make as they are trying to find that work-life integration and that work-life harmony?
1: Well, the first one we just talked about, lower your expectations. The other one is to really give yourself grace
0: mm.
1: that if you forget to pack your child's lunch, it's not the end of the world. And <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out. They will. The teacher will not let them go hungry.
0: Right. right.
1: If you need extra time on a deadline at work, ask for it. You know, very similar to the example you just gave, Megan, we often don't ask, therefore we don't get what we need. Mm. We have to use our voice. And I think if I, one thing I try to say to younger women coming up in corporate America or even in your relationships is people are not mind readers. We have to ask for what we want. We have to ask for the raise. We have to ask... For the help at home, we have to ask for help with our children if we have them. We have to ask, as opposed to playing the martyr that I have all this stuff to do and nobody else will do it. Have we given them the opportunity? And I, I often say, Megan, that we are serving other people by asking them to help us. Because do you like to help people?
0: Yes. I, nothing makes me feel better when someone, right. I know, trusts me to say, could you help me out? Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to. <laughs> so joy. why is it? We are fine with helping other people. Right. So
1: we are giving them the opportunity to feel good by helping us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether mm-hmm. it's at work or at home.
0: Do we you find that voice. there's one area that that women tend to struggle with asking for help in over the other between work and home? I think it's probably work. Work. And the reason
1: I say that is because very often we're in the minority at work. The higher you go, the more minority you are. That's still a fact. That's not an opinion, (laughs) And we see that if we ask for help or we think that if we ask for help, we're being less than or that somebody in power is going to see that we can't handle it all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Men usually don't have a problem asking for help. Yeah, but we we do. And I really believe we're we're taught and socialized to be that way.
0: I was thinking back to when my daughter was born, and I was you know, still uh, full time in in corporate. And I really, I, I was terrified that if it if I had to say, "Oh, I need to shift something because of home," right. I was terrified that it would mean that I would get demoted or, you know, would somehow Absolutely. seem less valuable. Um, I, I have been out of the corporate space for a little for a while now. Um, do you still feel like you're seeing that disconnect? Cause I know, and I've seen articles and stuff written about it where, you know, historically if, if a male coworker asks for an hour to go to their kid kid's school play or something, everyone's going, Oh, what a great dad. But if it's, if it's the female, it's, Oh, here, here we go again, asking for another shift. Are you still seeing that at play some? Yes, unfortunately.
1: And there are two books I can recommend to, to your listeners. One is written by two men and it's called Athena rising. I've, I've actually had them on the boss lady podcast. And then the other is glass ceiling, the glass walls, glass walls. And I'm drawing a complete Leanne. Davinsky, and I'm drawing a blank, but we can, we'll look it up and get it in the show notes. The glass walls and Athena rising. And what. Brad says in Athena Rising is the way we can help this situation, whether you're a man or a woman, if you are in charge at work, he calls it leaving out loud. So if you are the boss and you're going to little Johnny's game, instead of sneaking out the back door, not telling anybody, make the announcement so that everybody sees it's okay. Yeah. And it's very important that we do that. If we are in any sense of power, male or female, that mm-hmm. we make the culture where it's okay to do that.
0: We're yeah, not in so much work. I mean, there's still are jobs out there that, you know, you if you're on call, you're on call. <laughs> like, you know, this right. is your turn to be here, right? right? But the vast majority of us aren't working in environments like that. And with technology as what it is today, it creates I feel so much more flexibility so to much accommodate more. that. And right. it's time for us all to get more comfortable with that and exciting right. of it.
1: And mm-hmm. I think we are getting better. It's a slow road. You know, it's been yeah. a long time, but at least now, you know, I was talking to a young woman last week that's in my group that just had a baby and her husband's on paternity leave. She's on, she took a sabbatical. She actually works remote, but she took a sabbatical. So Men are stepping up. Yes. I, I, the, I don't know if it's the majority, but I see a lot of it. my son-in-law. You know, he watches my granddaughter as much as my daughter does. You know, it's a trade-off. So I think because women are asking, or maybe in some cases demanding, men are stepping up. But I go again, back, I, think, I think that just illustrates are. your point of we gotta need to learn how to ask. We have right. to do that. And we have to use our voice when we're not getting what we want or when we're being mistreated. And again, not play the martyr, not use it as an excuse not to do our job. To your point, I did it myself. I'm sure you did. And many women are doing it when my kids were little. If I had to take off for the soccer game, if it was practice, I was probably sitting off to the side still working because a game where I wanted to be engaged, I was probably working after they went to bed. So it's not an excuse not to get your job done. Right, right. But there are better ways, different ways nowadays to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, when you are working on a longer term goal, which I'm sure you have, you know, I'm sure you're someone who has those every year. And, you know, let's say you're working on a goal that's going to take several months, maybe even an entire year to work through. And you've got your plan in place. But then life happens, mm-hmm. right? The curveball that we all—something's out there. Something's going to happen to derail us from our plans. Sometimes, uh, what do you do to, or do you have any systems that you put in place, or any tools that you use when that happens to help get you back on track? Because I think this is an area where I see a lot of times, um, women in particular, are ones that when when we get veered off course it can be very hard for us to adjust and kind of get back on track. We end up kind of going in a polar opposite direction. You
1: know, Megan, I teach a goal setting class every year. I've done it for the past four years now. And one of the things I stress to, to it's women that take the course is your goals may change during the year based on what happens. And I'll give an example. I am, One of my goals last year was to write a book and I got halfway through. It doesn't matter what happened, but it it just I I just saw that it wasn't going to happen. So I had an honest conversation with my book coach. We took the rest of this year off and we're going to regroup in January. So I tell you that story for two reasons. Number one, life is full of change and, and things are going to happen. So we may need to regroup with something that we said we were going to do this year and realize it's not going to happen. But that doesn't mean it may not happen forever. We just have to rethink what our goal is. The second piece of that is that because I have a book coach and if I didn't, it could be a friend, it could be a peer, whatever. I've got somebody who's checking in with me in January to say, OK, What's you plan? took the last quarter of the year off but now's the time. You know, Accountability is huge. We have yeah. to have, I call it our personal board of directors. They yep. have to be the right people and they change throughout life. But we have to have other people that we share. We write our goals down, which most people don't do, by the way. And statistically, it's, I can't remember exactly, but it's like 60% of people are more likely to achieve their goals if they write them down. That number jumps to eighty percent if they tell somebody. Mm. Say it out loud. Say
0: it Stop. out loud. And what I love with that example that you shared is again, it's an illustration of okay. So the the plan wasn't going, <laughs> you right. know, as as you originally <laughs> thought, right? But it wasn't just tossed to the wayside, never to be. Completed or thought about or right. evaluated what to do next, and so thank you for sharing that because I yeah. think that our, our yeah. listeners will get a lot of value in hearing. Yeah, yeah. it got a pause button, but hey, right. if the goal is still there, regrouping on what that new plan right. is going to look yeah. like because we have oh. no idea what's going to happen in a twelve month period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that shouldn't prevent us from but setting those goals. Absolutely, and putting a plan in place. Right, put a plan in place. Somewhere. I just spent the last
1: two days literally got home late last night. From a two-day goal planning retreat for my own business, I yes. teach it, but I also I need do the it. Same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so
1: awesome. it, it, and I hope they all come true. But oh, I don't know, what and I holds. bet they will.
0: I bet they will. <laughs> so, where is a great place for people to connect with you? I am easy to find. It is my name, Teresa
1: with no H T E R E S A Rand R A N D com, Teresa Rand.com and also the Boss Lady Podcast. So we can Boss Lady Podcast. Right? Boss if you guys are listening
0: podcast. to this, yes, then that means you're podcast listeners anyway. So hop on over and check out the totally. Boss Lady Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it has been a real pleasure. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. If you want one tap access to all of my training and current top podcasts, go to the app store or Google play and download the pink bee app. It's one word, the pink bee. It is jam-packed with simple yet powerful tips and strategies to get you out of overwhelm and into harmony. And if you have a question you want me to cover on a future episode, go to iTunes and ask your question in the podcast review section. And while you're there, don't forget to leave a five-star review.